48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. New rules for disposing electrical waste come into effect. A wounded suspect is arrested after police open fire on a car in Tunmun. And a new study says climate change will render densely populated areas of China uninhabitable by the end of the century. The rules for disposing electrical and electronic appliances get tougher from today as the government's producer pays scheme for e-waste takes effect. Suppliers and sellers will have to pay for the collection and disposal of old appliances and that, no longer need, that are no longer needed by their customers. It's estimated it'll take at least four days to collect unwanted goods after a new purchase is made. But the Environment Secretary, Wang Kam Singh, says this is reasonable. If a customer is going to buy a new appliance, usually they have to wait for a few days so that the new appliance will be delivered to their home. So the advice to the customer is that uh, they should talk uh, with the retailers so that they can somehow uh, coordinate delivery day and the take-back day on the same day. Police have arrested a man after apparently shooting him during an anti-crime operation in Tun Mun. Officers opened fire on his car as he tried to flee, as Janice Wong reports. Police say they found a man damaging a lorry with a brick at about quarter past nine last night and tried to arrest him. But officers say police say they found a man damaging a lorry with a brick at about quarter past nine last night and tried to arrest him. But officers say he jumped in a nearby car and fled with another man. They say they ignored warnings to stop and that two shots were fired at the vehicle when they tried to run down a police officer. Despite that, the men escaped in the direction of Shamshing Estate in Tunmun. At about 10 o'clock, police found a getaway car in Yunlong, as well as a 24-year-old man who had sought treatment for a leg wound in Pokhoi Hospital. He was arrested for criminal damage, furious driving and assaulting police officers. Police say a male police officer sustained hand and leg injuries during the incident and was taken to Tunwun Hospital for treatment. A 24-year-old man has appeared at Kuntong Court on charges of cheating a mother and daughter out of almost a million dollars. According to prosecutors, unemployed Lam Wai Ching cheated the mother into giving him $700,000 between December last year and April this year, and scammed the daughter out of $260,000 between March and April. Mr Lam was arrested on Sunday. He's been charged with two counts of deception, one of theft and one of fraud. No plea has been taken. More than 30 members from the Confederation of Trade Unions and League of Social Democrats have marched to Beijing's liaison office to demand the release of a group of Shenzhen factory workers and their supporters who have been detained since Friday. Amnesty International has reported that the workers from the welding equipment manufacturer JASIC Technology were arrested after staging a protest to set up their own union. The Confederation of Trade Unions' Li Yan says the arrests go against the party line. The Commons Party legitimacy always lies on that they represent workers. But come on, you know, what are you doing to workers now? They are suppressing the workers' right to form a union and arresting workers, beating up workers, and now still we do not know uh, they are detained and whether the workers will be released, we do not know. But when workers exercise their right to organize against the uh, factory owner, the capitalist, it should be the Communist Party job to support them. Another rare Chinese sturgeon has died at Ocean Park. The park said the captive-bred fish began to show signs of illness in the middle of June, with reduced appetite and activity. But vets failed to identify any obvious cause, and attempts to treat it, including antibiotics, failed. It was put down this morning. 
The park's executive director of zoological operations, Suzanne Gendron, said a necropsy would be carried out to try and find out the cause of the illness. About a dozen Chinese sturgeon have died at Ocean Park since it began introducing them in 2008, including one that was attacked by barracudas. There are fewer than a thousand sturgeon in existence, making them rarer than pandas. The Mortgage Corporation, which manages the government's first annuity plan, says most applicants are willing to invest $1 million each, the highest amount allowed. A three-week application period will end a week from today. The corporation's CEO, Raymond Lee, says that under the plan, a 65-year-old will be able to receive more than $5,000 each month for the rest of their life on a $1 million premium. A new study says that climate change will render densely populated areas of China uninhabitable by the end of the century. The BBC's Will Leonardo reports. The study published by scientists in the US finds that from 2070 onwards, the North China Plain will be hit repeatedly by heat waves so intense that healthy adults sitting in the shade could perish within six hours. The area runs along the Yellow River and includes the cradle of Chinese civilization. Nearly half a billion people call it home. While it borders megacities like Beijing and Shanghai, much of it is fertile farmland. Should the humidity from evaporating irrigated fields combine with the rising temperatures, researchers say the plane could be the first real casualty of climate change. That's if global CO2 emissions, including China's own, continue apace. Sources close to President Trump say he's considering tariffs of up to 25% on 200 billion US dollars worth of Chinese goods. It's the latest move in a simmering trade dispute. Here's Candice Wong. With trade talks at a standstill, sources have told the Washington Post and Bloomberg that such an increase could put pressure to China to return to the negotiating table. Earlier this month, the U.S. imposed 25% tariffs on $34 billion worth of Chinese products. Beijing retaliated with matching tariffs on the same amount of U.S. exports to China. Washington is also preparing to impose tariffs on an extra $16 billion of goods in coming weeks. Meanwhile, Mr. Trump had said he would implement an extra $200 billion of tariffs as punishment for China's retaliation. The levy was set at 10%, but raising it to 25 would be a significant escalation of the trade dispute. A judge in the United States has blocked the online release of blueprints for the 3D printing of guns. In June, the Trump administration decided to allow the designs to be made available for download. Several states went to court to stop the release. A federal judge in Seattle, Robert Lasnik, said the publication of the blueprints by a company in Texas could cause irreparable harm to U.S. citizens. Concerns have been raised that 3D guns are difficult to trace. Speaking outside court, Washington's Attorney General, Bob Ferguson, welcomed the judge's ruling. Complete, total victory. Everything we asked for, we got from Judge Lasnik. To be clear, we were asking for a nationwide temporary restraining order, putting a halt to this outrageous decision by the federal government to allow these 3D downloadable guns to be available around our country and around the world. He granted that relief. That is significant. The trial of President Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, on tax and bank fraud charges has opened in a court outside Washington. He's pleaded not guilty. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. While the case is being brought by the special counsel investigating alleged collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia, the charges are not connected to his time as the president's campaign chairman. 
Rather, they focus on prosecutors' claims that he filed false tax returns and attempted to hide tens of millions of dollars of income in 30 foreign bank accounts across three different countries. In the opening statement by the prosecution, he was accused of using the money to fund a lavish lifestyle of expensive clothes, cars and properties. One jacket, according to the government lawyer, cost $15,000 and was made from an ostrich. An airliner has crashed shortly after takeoff during a heavy hailstorm in northern Mexico. Officials in the state of Durango said the pilot had tried to abort the flight to Mexico City when the plane got into difficulties. Here's the BBC's Will Grant. Many Mexicans feared the worst when they saw the first images of the smoking wreckage of the Aeromexico flight in a field outside the airport in Durango. The chances of anyone surviving the accident seem slim at best. Yet incredibly, it appears that more than 100 passengers and crew on board at the time had an unlikely escape. Almost immediately, there were reports of passengers walking away from the damaged plane and seeking help on a nearby highway. The state governor in Durango, José Rosas, said via Twitter that there had been no casualties, although the number of injured and the extent of their injuries still isn't clear. A former top currency trader at HSBC has won an appeal against extradition from Britain to the United States over allegations of fraud. Stuart Scott will be discharged and remanded on bail pending any appeal by the US government. Sean Kennedy has the details. A judge at the High Court in London overruled an earlier decision in favour of extradition, saying it was not in the interest of justice to extradite Mr Scott, the banking giant's one-time head of currency trading. His boss at the time, Mark Johnson, the then head of HSBC's global cash foreign exchange trading, was convicted last year. US prosecutors allege that the pair schemed to push up the price of British pounds before executing a three and a half billion US dollar trade for an energy company, making millions for HSBC at the expense of the energy firm. The rare High Court decision to block a US extradition request allows Mr Scott to avoid the fate of Mr Johnson, who became the first banker to be tried in the United States as a result of worldwide investigations into the multi trillion dollar per day Forex market. Financial news and Apple has published figures for its quarterly earnings that surpass market expectations. The iPhone maker said its quarterly, quarterly profit was 11.5 billion US dollars. Its forecast increased sales of more expensive models of the iPhone as well as a better profit margin from Apple Music. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,565. That's 17 points down on the previous close. Turnover stood at 44 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.92 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 16 cents and the pound is worth one is sorry, worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 28 cents. Now, finally, in three and a half years, time China is hosting the Winter Olympics. Unlike any host country, it's determined to perform well in the medal table, but to do so, it's come up with an unusual plan, as the BBC's Gareth Barlow reports. The Winter Olympics is the pinnacle of sport on snow. Every four years, the very best winter sportsmen and women come together to battle it out for an iconic Olympic medal. China, as the next host nation, is said to be so passionate to do well that it's turned to its Buddhist monasteries, not for good fortune, but to find a future generation of sporting stars. And now with the latest sports news, here's Adam Jung. 
The most highly anticipated cricket series this summer gets underway later today in Birmingham, where England take on India. The hosts are playing in their 1,000th Test match, while the top-ranked tourists are looking for their first Test series win in England since 2007. Our cricket commentator Sanjay Chowdhury told me that India have something to prove. To give you a perspective on how important this rivalry is between India and England, there is only one other Test match rivalry in the world at the moment in the last 10 years that、uh, sees the two teams. Play five Test matches in a series, and that's the Ashes between England and Australia. And India have a point to prove here for sure. After having run their rivals to dust at home,、uh, winning all the series at home since 2015, and and with some ease, their away track record has been questionable, and that's something they need to change. Coach Ravi Shastri has laid the gauntlet in his media interaction by saying that he wants India to be the best travelling team in the world. And this series is the first one that they can use to turn that around in their favor. The Pittsburgh Pirates are the biggest winners on Major League Baseball's trade deadline day. They've acquired starting pitcher Chris Archer from the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for two prospects. Archer finished in the top three in strikeouts in each of the last three seasons. The Pirates enter the day seven games back of the Chicago Cubs, who lead the National League Central. But the biggest fish on the market, Bryce Harper, remains a member of the Washington Nationals. The six-time All-Star was set to be on the trading block, but no deal has been agreed. Harper is on the final year of his contract. His next deal could be worth up to 500 million U.S. dollars. RTHK's Ray Jovanovic doesn't think the Nationals will make the playoffs, even with Harper in the lineup. They haven't played well out of the All-Star break, and they've got big challenges on the pitching front.、Uh, it's, it's a it's a year-in, year-out issue with respect to、uh, Steven Strasburg, who is a phenomenal pitcher, but he does show. A great deal of wear and tear. It's really going to come down to how good the offense is with the Nationals and Bryce Harper. Despite being among the league leaders in home runs, he has never batted as poorly as he has this season. And you're not getting the leadership in the locker room. Remember, they're under a first-year manager, the former、uh, bench coach of the Chicago Cubs, and nothing is working well with the Washington Nationals. And finally, in tennis, the U.S. Open champion Sloane Stephens began the U.S. hardcourt season with victory over Bethany Matic Sands at the WTA event in Washington. Stephens won seven five six four to set up a second round match against Germany's Andrea Pekovic. And that's your look at sports. Thanks to Adam Jung there. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. New rules for disposing of electrical waste come into effect. A wounded suspect is arrested after police open fire on a car in Tunmun, and a new study says climate change will make densely populated areas of China uninhabitable by the end of the century. The news from RTHK.
Can't be holding this down. Let it go. Let it go. 